Happy New Year, everybody. I am going to be telling you today why your number one New Year's resolution must be to make yourself resilient to terrorism. I'm Dr. Carol. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm, your, I'm a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Well, as I am recording this today, this podcast, um, in the background, and I have been watching this for quite a while, is the terrorist attack, which I'm sure it will turn out to be, um, or I believe it will turn out to be, at the Lauderdale Airport. There's a shooting, and people are running all over the place with their hands in the air at times. Um, the police and, and first responders are are moving people from one area to another to try to keep them safe. And this is all in the midst of a big flurry. They have uh, identified at least the first shooter. It's not clear whether there's a second or more. The first shooter is Esteban Santiago. He's 26 year old, years old, and he had a, an, a military ID on him. He was born in New Jersey. Um, uh, there are at this point five dead and eight injured, but it is not over. It's been going on for over two hours now, and um, it is just really sad to see the people, the the um, people who were at the airport running around, especially seeing them with their hands up. I mean, the police had to do that to make sure that they weren't corralling some uh, shooters. Um, but it's as if we are the guilty ones, you know, it makes people, and how do you think it makes people feel to have to put their hands up in the air in the midst of all of this? So <laughs> this was going to be my podcast topic for today, and it is all the more vital, and I think you can appreciate this all the more because of what is going on in Florida today. You know, for some reason, it's seeming like um, it's even a worse uh, attack than some of the other attacks because because it's been going on for so long. I mean, even the truck that went into the Berlin market, uh, which was horrendous, and of course the truck in Nice and so on were horrendous um, attacks, but there's something about the fact that this has been going on for over two hours and watching the people run around the airport that is just making this um, seem even worse in some ways. So you need to listen to what I'm about to say because this is not gonna be the last of the attacks in America this year. I hate to tell you this, folks, and it's, you know, it's, it's really a very unfortunate part of the time that we're living in but um, it is not going to be stopped probably within 2017. So please listen to this. Now, let's first talk about New Year's resolutions in general, and then I'll tell you uh, why it's particularly important in regard to terrorism. New Year's resolutions, you know what the most uh, typical, frequent New Year's resolution is? It's losing weight. And I'm sure you uh, probably, or I have certainly included that amongst New Year's resolutions. Um, 
Also, I made resolutions to get more massages, which is a stress-relieving activity, and to read more books, which is um, also stress-relieving, but also enriching, making the most of the time, making every moment count. Um, I've also another resolution, <laughs> which is particularly timely today in light of Florida, is to um, get my book that I'm writing, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. I feel all the more compelled to get that out as soon as possible, and it is almost just at the printer as we speak. But what about you? Did you make resolutions? What were your resolutions? Did you write them down? It's super important to write these resolutions down and put them in a place that you look at every day, like your computer desktop, um, your bathroom mirror, and so on. A lot of people these days have given up on making and certainly on writing down New Year's resolutions because from years past, if they haven't stuck to their resolutions, some people feel as though, well, what's the point? You know, I'm not going to stick to them this year anyway. Well, that's kind of a pessimistic way of looking at life. And you certainly won't stick to them if you don't write them down. Well, if you don't make them and then write them down and then look at them every day. Um, you know, I love this quote by Antoine Saint-Exupéry. It's the um, author of The Prince. And he said, um, a goal without a plan is just a wish. I have that pasted on my computer, actually. A goal without a plan is just a wish. So in addition to making your goals for New Year's resolutions, uh, make your plans underneath each goal, underneath each resolution, how you're going to do that. So um, I'm now going to tell you why, and again, with the Florida attack in the background, why your number one resolution must be to make yourself resilient to terrorism. In my last podcast, uh, I did a year in review of highlights of terrorist attacks from 2016. You can find that podcast here where you're finding this one. Um, and as you might expect, there were more attacks in 2016 than ever before. And they were probably closer to where you are than before. Uh, there were so many in Europe, in Western Europe, and in the, in the United States, San Bernardino. I've made a podcast about that one um, on the anniversary of the San Bernardino attack in December. I also talked about the attacks in New York, New York and New Jersey, the explosive devices. Um, there have been attacks in malls. Even on New Year's Eve, there was an attack in Turkey. So um, this ain't stopping anytime soon. Don't shoot the messenger, <laughs> parentheses. Uh, okay, but it's not just that the likelihood of your actually being in a terrorist attack has increased or knowing someone who has been affected by a terrorist attack, perhaps either they were in one themselves or they had relatives or friends who were in one, but that's the chances of that is getting greater too. And, but, but these things still aren't as likely as you're getting into a car accident or you're getting a cold. So I'm not trying to say that in 2017, you are definitely gonna be in the midst of a terrorist attack. 
Although I guess if someone had told the people at the Florida airport today that um, on New Year's Eve, that they were gonna be in the midst of a terrorist attack at the airport, they wouldn't have believed that person who told them that either. So we never know. But what I'm trying to say is, regardless of whether you're actually in an attack or actually know someone who was affected by an attack, the likelihood of your being bombarded by news of terrorist attacks every day is getting greater. So you need to protect yourself from the stress that this causes. I mean, I sat here and watched the Fort Lauderdale uh, attack. It's so amazing now with the internet that we can watch these attacks streaming live, um, which of course makes, makes it all the more stressful, uh, especially the longer that you watch, and especially as I was saying, this particular attack was going on for so long, and I could feel myself getting stressed out watching all these um, people running around. I mean, I thought to myself, well, first of all, they had to leave all their belongings because they wouldn't be able to run as quickly. Um, and and I, I was thinking to myself, what about people who aren't able to run that quickly? Um, you know, there were some children who were being carried by their parents. There were, um, there. I heard a report of that there was a, a person in a wheelchair that other people were pushing. But you know, I mean, there are a lot of people who can't just run across. They weren't running just within the building. They were running across the tarmac. So think about it. <laughs> um, and yes, that was making me feel really bad for these people and really worried about people who weren't able to do that and who were at the airport cowering in a corner, perhaps. Uh, in a previous podcast, I talked about how you need to run, and if you can't run then quickly enough and get, get away from the, the shooter, then uh, you need to try to hide, and then if you can't do that, um, then you need to fight. So in this case, uh, in Fort Lauderdale, there was so far, to the extent that I was able to watch, um, so far there was only the one shooter that they identified that they could find, but they were looking for more. So um, anyhow, it is even stressful to just watch these things. So if you're not in an attack you st and you watch the attacks, you need to know how to make yourself more resilient even to just watching them. Now, I'm um, going to give you ways today to make yourself more resilient. Um, in my prior, my first book about terrorism, Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, I, um, one of the chapters had to do with um, giving you 365 ways, one for each day, <laughs> It's a little overwhelming, um, and I'm not going to give you 365 today. Don't worry about it. But, um, you know, ways that you can, new ideas of ways that you can make yourself more resilient. So today I'm just going to talk to you about some of the A's. I put it in alphabetical order. Um, but along with some of the ideas that I'm going to be giving you today, uh, the, there are always the basics that you should, that you've heard about, I'm sure, a gazillion times. But with our busy lives, uh, we don't really make time for this. Kind of like we don't make time, like in, I'm in California, 
and we hear about earthquake preparedness oftentimes. How many people in California do you think are prepared for earthquakes? I mean, we kind of think it's always oh, not going to happen to me, even though, you know, <laughs> we're due actually in California for an earthquake, but hey, it's not going to happen or it's not going to happen to where I am. And even though, <laughs> even though, you know, we've, we've pretty much all in this state at one time or another been affected to, you know, even with little um, earthquakes, uh, even with, you know, our dishes rattling and that kind of thing. So, but our denial is very strong, just as, and if you've been li listening to some prior podcasts, you know, just like I talk about our denial about terrorism is incredibly strong, that it could happen here. So, and yet, there it is. So, the basics, getting seven to nine hours sleep a night, eating nutritious food rather than garbage, rather than fast food garbage, vitamins, taking vitamins, because even when we eat um, food that isn't, you know, just <laughs> candy and Coke diet, um, we need, our food really isn't as nutritious as it once was, and so we need to enhance it with vitamins. We need to drink more water than you think you need. Uh, exercise, of course and then stress relief. So um, these are the basics. And now I'm gonna be telling you about some of the things, some uh, spins on this, some additional things that you can do that are fun and also will make you more resilient. Now you may have thought about doing some of these things before, or maybe you even did some of these things that I'm about to tell you, um, but but, you know, either you never got around to them because we're so busy or you started doing them and then you stopped doing them because you got distracted. Anyhow, um, you should try these things at least once and keep doing the ones that you like the most. And uh, uh, these, no matter what I'm going to suggest, none of these things are a substitution for getting professional help. Uh, for example, I know there are people <clears throat> who sat and watched the Florida airport um, attack today and um, grew, you know, from beginning to end and grew increasingly anxious and may well need some professional help. Also, some people um, uh, may be finding, you know, as these attacks accumulate, um, it gets to be a weighty situation to consider, and that's very depressing. I actually um, have, have coined a phenomenon um, that I call terrorist stress syndrome. And um, so some people may be feeling that. So if, if you're feeling these things, some psychological symptoms uh, to a very serious degree, then uh, not only do you need to do some of these things that I'm suggesting, but you need to get professional help, at least a consultation to uh, help you figure out just how serious the problem is. All right, so I'm going to be talking now about the A's, <laughs> the A suggestions that start with an A. And the first one is abundance awaits you. Now, um, the universe isn't just a scary place overrun by terrorists, even though today that may be how it seems. Um, it's also overflowing 
with um, bounteous gifts and that you can attract into your life. And the way to do that is by dwelling on your dreams and dwelling on the positive things and making them more manifest into a more fulfilling reality. Every, if you concentrate on things that you have a lack of, you will have more of a lack of that. You will continue to have a lack of that, is a better way of saying. For example, um, if you're um, feeling, if you're concentrating on fear, and, and feeling that you have a lack of, of safety or a lack of security, you will intensify that lack. Uh, academics. The more education you have, the better able you will be to understand the increasing complexities of our world. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> like the tax code, for example, or I don't know, all these forms. It, it seems to me, I've been noticing, have you been noticing? that there seem to be, well, for one thing, one thing I've noticed is on the internet when you're supposed to be, you know, doing all these maneuvers to make something happen, it seems to be getting more complex. And, um, you know, you, I just kind of wonder, like, how people who, maybe the internet isn't a great example because elementary school kids are learning how to do things on the internet, but, um, but I, there are just different different um, bureaucracies, different things that you have to do, and I guess taxes is the best example, that um, are very, have gotten increasingly complex. And, um, and, and then just, just kind of understanding things, understanding the mind of a terrorist, understanding why you would need to do uh, certain things to prepare yourself. Um, getting getting a better job so you'll be able to better help this country, um, whether it's to be in, in EMT or first responder, uh, to be a nurse, whatever it is, just to get more education will be helping you in general. So you should be learning something new every day, even if it's not that you're in formal school. Uh, certainly reading, as I mentioned before, is a way to do that. Another A, acknowledge yearnings that keep tugging on your heart. Don't dismiss them. These are things that keep trying to tell you that it is important for you to pay attention to them. Uh, for example, you, it may be telling you that you haven't let love into your life uh, for a long time and you need to do that. Or it may be a creative calling that you've ignored or a risk you're afraid to take. These, they're trying to say something that you're uh, being, not paying attention to in your everyday world and you're not noticing that something is missing from your life. Acting lessons. Acting lessons aren't just for actors. You can learn how to use your instrument, in other words, um, your emotions, your, your expressions, by, um, by finding out how to become more disinhibited and discovering what's underneath your masquerade, what's underneath the mask that you wear every day. Um, acting lessons, because acting exercises, maybe you don't want to be an actor, 
but acting exercises are good at getting you to be able to express your emotions more fully. Acupuncture. <laughs> Acupuncture keeps you in harmony. Um, this is a, an over 2,500 year uh, technique. It's a form of traditional Chinese medicine. It's been restoring health by balancing the body's life force or spiritual energy, which is called qi. And um, it is just basically helping put your body into balance. If you've never had acupuncture, I've had acupuncture uh, for pain and for various other things. And these really the needles don't hurt. Everybody thinks, oh, what? I'm not going to let them put needles in me. It seems like torture. But these are just fine needles. After the first one, when you realize it's not really going to hurt, you just kind of relax. And um, they put these needles on energy pathways to heal the imbalances in your body in the forces of yin and yang. And besides pain, it can be uh, lots used for lots of other conditions. So pretty much everything, actually, because this is the kind of medicine that they used, um, you know, before there were pills. And... Um, and it's worth trying if there's something that feels out of balance in your body. Adaptive denial has its place. Uh, what's adaptive denial? Well, denial itself um, is when you are pretending that terrorism doesn't exist, for example, or you are pretending that you don't have to pay attention to terrorism because um, it's something that's kind of complex and, and it's, it's, it's just, it just seems like uh, it's a very negative thing and you don't really want to get into it. Well, and the idea that it's not going to, it's not going to ever affect you. And then the other, on the other hand, um, if you go to the other extreme where you're consciously terrorized about terrorism every day, teetering on the brink of disaster every minute, you know, thinking that it's going to happen, that it is going to happen to you wherever it is that you are, you're going to drive yourself crazy. So adaptive denial is a compromise between total denial, there is no such thing as terrorism or I don't need to know about it, to oh, God, I am in danger every minute. They're going to come to my house. They're going to come to my supermarket. You know, um, so it's a, it's a balance between those two. And sometimes in order to not be thinking about it and being terrified every minute, you can sort of um, push it into your unconscious for a while. And, um, and that, uh, but again, not, not totally, or that would be total denial. Aerobics, aerobics, condition your muscles and your mind. Aerobics, which I love, is not only um, something for exercise to lose weight or to, you know, keep your heart healthy. Uh, I mean, it is, <laughs> it does keep your heart healthy and it does condition your body, but it also helps your mind, you know, because, um, because it's done generally to upbeat kind of exercise dance routines exercise upbeat music and you can do it in your own home you can you know you can get um videos or or audios and do it in your own home or uh you can go to a gym and go to aerobics classes and it is incredibly healthy um even you know if you don't want to do that there is more moderate aerobic exercise like walking 
or um, jogging, running, of course, swimming, cycling, skipping rope, uh, or just going out and dancing. Affection, get it, all the A's, affection is an everlasting need. Um, this was originally discovered, or I mean, originally, not necessarily discovered, I mean, Freud, <laughs> Freud discovered this first, but um, later than that, uh, an experimental psychologist, Harry Harlow, uh, who worked at the University of Wisconsin, he showed how our primal need for affection uh, is there, how we have this prim primal need. And he conducted experiments with monkeys to show this. And I actually worked at Harry Harlow's lab um, during the summer in my, uh, it, when I was in college. And it was, very, it was very interesting. So Harry Harlow took these baby monkeys and he um, gave them, put them into different groups. And one group had, um, they both had surrogate monkey mothers made out of wire, but one group had the wire covered with terry cloth. And he put faces on these monkeys, you know, they were, they were made to look like surrogate monkey mothers. And he found that the babies who were raised with the surrogates that were just wire had all kinds of psychological problems because they didn't get enough affection. You know, there was, they were raised by, by wire, I mean. Um, and, uh, and they weren't able to relate well to their mates, and they weren't able to relate well to their young because they had never received affection, so they didn't give affection to their family. And part of my job was um, scoring uh, these monkeys when they got old enough, <laughs> scoring them mating. Yes, I had a whole list of different sexual behaviors, and I would sit and watch them in their cages and um, watch which sexual, you know, check off which sexual behaviors these monkeys exhibited. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I can tell you firsthand, it really is true that we all, that monkeys and people need affection. Okay, truth. Now, I'm, you probably a positive statement that you repeat to yourself throughout the day to mobilize your inner resources to make sure that it's true. For example, I am making more space in my life for love or I am open to success, uh, or I am safe from terrorists. Now, when you flood your mind with these positive affirmations, then it keeps out the negative comments that you're hearing, you know, the uh, comments that maybe parents or teachers or people in your past made about you that were negative, and you're replacing them with these positive affirmations. You can also affirm positive thoughts for the world, such as the world is becoming more peaceful today. So why don't you try it? Air travel, uh, take a flight into health. Now, after 9-11, after we've been told to keep flying the friendly skies. And after 9-11, there were shoe bombers and underwear bombers and broken through. It's when we go to, which is kind of ironic when you think about what's happening in Florida, um, their denial of terrorism was certainly broken through today. 
Um, but in any case, it's for most people who are in some degree of denial about terrorism, um, when they go to the airport and they are made to take off their shoes or they have to stand in long lines to get their baggage through security, that's when they remember, oh yeah, terrorism, oh God, this is a pain in the, in the neck <laughs> or some other part of your body. Um, and um, so you have to be, but assuming you're gonna keep flying, you have to be careful about deep vein thrombosis. Um, when you are flying and you're having stress as you're sitting in the plane, and you're not able to move, you know, especially now with these cramped seats, airports, airlines are trying to get more for their bucks, so they're trying to squeeze passengers into smaller seats um, with less leg room. And um, so it's very, it's very dangerous. And, um, and you, you know, ideally what you should do is make sure that you take a stroll down the aisle uh, at least once an hour. Of course, the problem is that because of security concerns, the um, airlines, the uh, people who work for the airlines, the crew, don't particularly want you to go walking around too much uh, back and forth during the, in the aisle because they're concerned what you're doing. Um, so, but you can do in-seat workouts, moving your toes, stretching, uh, flexing. Uh, you need to keep your muscles moving to avoid the blood pooling in your legs and forming a clot, which is called a thrombus, that could go through your bloodstream and cause deep vein thrombosis, which is potentially lethal. Um, be sure to drink a lot of water before you get on the flight, during your flight, and after your flight. Also take herbs um, to boost your immune system so that you can fight off the infections that are roaming around the cabin. And um, it is good to listen to uh, a relaxation tape or relaxation, um, relaxation programs while you're on the airline so that you can meditate and, and decrease your stress so that that would uh, help to combat the risk of deep vein thrombosis. Then alertness. You have heard the saying, be alert and you won't get hurt. Well, before you can be alert for outside dangers, you have to be alert for dangers inside yourself, such as you're not being as attentive that day or not as, as up to par as usual. So if, that's, if you're aware of that, and you're driving, or you're operating some other machinery, or you're engaging in dangerous hobbies, then be aware that you may be distracted by stress, by what's going on inside of you, and take your more safety precautions. Don't push yourself beyond these more conservative limits if you're aware of that. I ride horses all the time, and um, there are days, you know, if I've been up doing work or doing, having fun or whatever has kept me up, um, and then I ride a horse and go over big jumps and so on, um, or that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, and if I feel, you know, this isn't the day to be doing that, I let the trainer know about it and take it a little easier. I go over smaller jumps. <laughs> Then, alternative medicines deserve more respect. Um, we have a lot of medicines that 
would have been called alternative at one time because they came from herbs as well, you know, as, as what we call alternative medicines today. For example, aspirin came from the bark of willow trees, dig digitalis from the foxglove plant, uh, morphine from the opium poppy, to name a few. And so um, there are now, you know, um, all kinds of pharmacies, so to speak, uh, that have a lot of alternative medicines that can be useful. Still, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend taking them without checking with the doctor first, but, um, but there is a bigger pharmacy, shall I say, than the ones that you, where you need prescriptions. Anger is a slippery emotion. Swallowing anger can make you sick, but spitting it out as cruelty can make you sorry. If you hold it in, you can get all kinds of medical problems like high blood pressure, ulcers, cancer, and so on. But that doesn't give you a license to kill with words or with weapons. And so if you feel overtaken by angry, angry, angry feelings, punch a pillow or take a walk before expressing yourself or, you know, the good old suggestion count to 10. Antioxidants are promising. There's uh, food that's, that's rich in antioxidants, such as fruit and vegetables, um, have been shown to have really uh, promising effects on inflammation in your body, decreasing it. Apologize to those who you hurt. Um, for, for sometimes we, we know we want to apologize for some to somebody for something that we've done or something that we've said, but we it gets stuck in our throat because we're afraid of making ourselves too vulnerable if we apologize. But really, an apology can cause an amazing, dramatic turnaround in a situation that is rapidly deteriorating. Applaud yourself when there's no one around to applaud you and you think you just did something great or said something great or wrote something great. <laughs> Clap for yourself. Tell yourself you're wonderful or what you did today was fabulous. Appreciate life's miracles. You know, the fact that there are these terrorist attacks happening at ever increasing rates um, has one benefit in a sense to tell you that, um, that you should appreciate things that you take for granted, freedom, people who care about you, the beauty of nature, and so on. Um, aquariums, assure halcyon days, you know, you know how stress relieving it can be to watch an aquarium of tropical fish uh, and just get lost in that. Arguments. Well, I don't need to tell you. Arguments is the music of democracy, but I think I'm not going to go into that because I think this year with the presidential election, we've all had enough of debates. Um, aromatherapy. I love aromatherapy. And of course, the easiest way to get aromatherapy, to take that in, is by getting aromatherapy candles. It is nothing to sniff at. Um, we know that uh, it's been proven scientifically that certain scents set off powerful reactions in us. For example, vanilla uh, causes us to have nostalgic memories. Lavender soothes us and can send us off to sleep. So it's great not only to have lavender candles, you don't want to go to sleep when a candle is still burning. Uh, don't do this at home. But um, you can spray lavender on your pillow, and that's amazing. 
I actually had on New Year's Day. This was, you know, one of my one of my New Year's resolutions was getting more massages. And on New Year's Day, I had a lavender massage, and it was heavenly. Art is therapeutic. Sketching with charcoal, painting with oil or watercolors, sculpting, or practicing handicrafts of any kind are uh, not only pleasurable, but they are also de-stressing, <laughs> taking away stress, not distressing. And um, you know that's why we have, and it is not a coincidence that at this time when we're sort of getting more and more overtaken by terrorist stress, that there is more of a demand for adult coloring books. Um, and it really does work. You know, it's kind of regressing to childhood. <laughs> now we know why it keeps children quiet <laughs> and, uh, and comforted um, because it does it to adults too. You kind of get lost in that. But one thing I want to add, uh, actually I saw this, uh, I was reminded on, of this um, when I went to the spa for my massage, um, it said there was a plaque that said color outside the lines. And yes, that's a good, uh, a good resolution as well. And then last but not least, ask for help in terms of the A's, um, ask for help. You, you shouldn't be ashamed or embarrassed. Uh, you can't expect people to be mind readers and know what you need. Be, you know, think about what would happen, what the consequences will be if you don't ask for help. Most of the time, people are, are flattered by your asking them for help. I mean, this could be anything from how to change a tire to how to make a particular recipe to um, how to write uh, something, some kind of essay that you need. I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about cheating in homework or anything, but um, you know, just whatever it is that you might need help in making a decision, um, whatever it is, don't be afraid to ask. And as I said earlier, if uh, it's something more serious than changing a tire, uh, ask for professional help from a therapist. Well, um, we're coming to the end of the Terrorist Therapist show. Um, I, instead of, because I knew I was going to be giving you a long list of uh, things to do, um, advice for, uh, for your, to help you carry out your number one New Year's resolution of becoming more resilient to terrorism. So I'm not reading a, a question, an ask the terrorist question, ask the terrorist therapist question. Um, but I will remind you to please send me questions that you would like me to ask and answer on future shows. Um, you can either go to my Twitter account, which is at Dr. Carol MD. So it's at D-R-C-A-R-O-L-E-M-D. Uh, you can send me a message or you can go to my terrorist therapist website which is uh, on Facebook, not website. I, I, website is coming, which is another one of my New Year's resolutions to finish my terrorist therapist website. Um, but on Facebook, if you go to www.facebook.com slash Carol Lieberman, MD, you will find my terrorist therapist Facebook page. Please 
become a fan, uh, follow me, um, and um, you will get, not only you'll find these podcasts there, um, but you'll also, as in other place where you'll find these podcasts, you'll also see videos, and you'll also be able to message me and send me a question to ask the terrorist therapist. So, I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the terrorist therapist show today. Um, if you make, as I am begging with you to do, if you make becoming more resilient to terrorism your number one New Year's resolution, as if, and think about it, as if you are running a marathon, making yourself more physically and psychologically resilient, stronger, by the end of 2017, you will have won the race against terrorist stress.